This is Jer Lanska with the Anointed Nachos podcast. Thanks for joining with us, and I hope you are enjoying these Fruit of the Spirit series podcasts. Today we're talking about self-control, and this is one, just like all the fruits really, that we need a little more of. And let's dive in and find out how to develop this. First of all, self-control comes from a Greek word derived from two other Greek words put together which translates into strength and power. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power. So we have the power given to us by God, the Holy Spirit inside of us, to choose to live right, to control our flesh. We need to understand that it's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead we're able to use the same power to crucify our flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, it says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27, it says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So you run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So Paul's saying here that he disciplines his body like an athlete. You know, we all have a race to run. We all have dreams and desires, passions, visions that God gives to us in our heart, and we need to chase after those things and complete them. The only way to do that is if we're treating our body like an athlete would, preparing and practicing for a race. We don't want to be disqualified. We don't want to go part way and then crash and burn and stop what we're doing. If we don't bring our body in, to subjection like an athlete would, your body would bring you under submission and you will become a castaway and drop out of your heavenly race. Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. The Israelites were given into temptation in ways that the devil still uses to tempt people today. Let's take a look in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-12. through 12. It says, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses, and all of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. We must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. 
And don't grumble as some of them did, and they were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. That last verse there just goes along with the book of Proverbs that says, pride comes before a fall. So if we think we have everything in place and everything in control and that we're at the highest level and there's nothing else to learn and we made it, you know, we got to be careful or something would come to try and knock us down. Self-control is to help us overcome idolatry. As God commands us that we should not bow down to any kind of idol. Whatever we idolize or work hard for and give the most of our time to can become an idol. As the Israelites in 1 Corinthians we just read about followed other gods because when Moses went up in the mountain to get the Ten Commandments even, that they just started carrying on and partying and made a golden calf and worshipped it. You see, when they came out of Egypt, Egypt still wasn't all the way out of them. And so when some pressure came, Egypt showed up. Their flesh showed up, not their spirit, not what was right in the eyes of the Lord. We have a three-part being, and you have to realize that we have a body. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and intellect, and we also have a spirit. Soul and spirit are two separate things. That's something that Hollywood gets wrong all the time. They don't understand spiritual matters and think there is just a soul. But we have a spirit man, which is how we hear from the Lord, because God is spirit. And whatever we feed the most is what's going to become the strongest. If we keep feeding on the word and getting in God's presence, doing the things we know to do which are right, we'll keep feeding our spirit and our spirit can become strong. Then we have the power to put our flesh under subjection and can tell it what to do. But if we keep feeding our flesh and letting it do whatever it wants to do, just sitting around, being a bum, Whatever you feel like, just do. Anything that you need to eat, anything you want to watch, just keep doing it over and over all week long and not putting in time into the Word or spending time in church, listening to the scriptures. Then our flesh will become our master and we will be a slave to our flesh. And spiritual matters will grow dim. We won't hear correctly from the Lord. Whatever we feed the most is what's going to grow the strongest. Now we live on this earth and we need to do things with our flesh and it's fine to do things that are relaxing, spend time with your family, doing things for enjoyment. But when you let that get out of control, out of hand and spend so much time doing those things and not spending time in the word, that's when your flesh is going to be stronger than your spirit. And that will lower the quality of spiritual life that you have and stop you from listening to the Holy Spirit. It will sear your heart. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 5, it says, You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Are you covetous in regards to attaining some goal, position, or object? Even if the Lord blesses you with it, that something can still take the place of God in your time. Just know that... Another use of self-control is to help us overcome fornication. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, it says, And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. James 4, verse 4 says, You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, 
you make yourself an enemy of God. You know, the Bible talks about that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's living inside of us, and we're not our own. We're bought with a price. So we shouldn't just go do anything we want, any time of every day, letting our flesh be our master. But we should listen to God, listen to his plan, let him guide and direct our steps, and our spirit will become strong. Another use of self-control is to prevent us from tempting Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9 says, Nor should we put Christ to the test, as some of them did when they died from snake bites. The Israelites tempted Christ in that they spoke against Moses' authority and against God. Along with those lines, Numbers chapter 21, verse 5 through 6 says, And they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink, and we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. We don't want to grumble and complain against people of the Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ, and those in authority that God put there. We need to live a life of peace. We need to pray for those in authority, the Bible says. You know, we can pray that people make the right decisions, create the right laws, and bring peace to your nation. But grumbling and complaining is only going to put bitterness into your own heart. Out of the works of the flesh is seditions, which is enticement to resist lawful authority. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 through 21 says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So many dark things can pop up in life when we follow our own desires, our own sinful nature that our flesh wants. You'll get out of control, and you won't be listening to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit's saying, no, stop, I didn't say to do that, don't go in there, don't be with this person or group of people. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit and not sear our conscience when he's trying to speak with us. So listen to the Spirit. Do the things that your spirit wants, things that'll make it strong. The flesh doesn't like those things. The flesh wants to be lazy and wants to sit around and do what it wants. It does. So it can be tough to dive in and do things that can seem time-consuming, to take up your time, and, but it's vital, it's important to bring your flesh under and let you be on top of it and not it controlling you. God has ordained authority in the family as well through parents, husbands, officers, presidents. Self-control will help us conform to that order of authority. In coming under government authorities, we will benefit under their protection. So we need to understand we have to have self-control over our mouth, the words that we speak even about those in authority. The book of Proverbs talks about how life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. That means you're going to reap whatever you're sowing with your mouth, whether it's positive or negative. I'm going to end with this verse here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 21. It says, May he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. So God equips us with everything we need 
to do his will. And that includes having his power to get that self-control working in our lives, to put our flesh under, to let it not get out of hand and doing whatever it wants, and have the strength and power to do things that our spirit wants, to make our spirit stronger and let our spirit be in control, not our flesh. Here's a few actions for you to do. Action number one, are there areas in your life that are out of control, even just a little bit, with finances, health, relationship issues, or at the job? Just take a moment to realize what these areas are that need help and surrender those areas to the Lord. So that means just realize that there is an issue that needs to be dealt with and bring it before the Lord in prayer so he can help you with it. Action number two, start speaking God's word more at your situations and start relying on his strength to help you fight temptations. He designed us to be able to live right for him. So find scriptures that have to deal with the situations you're in and then speak those scriptures over your situation. Action number three is to pray. Ask that the Lord will give you more self-control, power to live right for him. Let's pray. Lord God, I just pray for myself and for all of the listeners here that we have more self-control, Lord God. We want more of your power in our lives to let us tell our bodies what to do and when to do it, and not let our bodies tell us what we're going to do all weekend long with our time and what we eat and where we go. We can decide that and not let our flesh control us but we can put it under subjection. We can control it with our spirit being stronger. So we're thankful, Lord God, that you gave us this power inside of us, the Holy Spirit inside of us, power to live right, to make the right decisions. So when we choose to do the things that build up our spirit, we're activating that power to do things according to your will, things that are pleasing to you. Amen. So again, thank you for listening to the Fruit of the Spirit series. I pray that it's blessing you. If you will, drop a note to our Patreon site or anointednachos.com. Send us a message on what God is doing in your life. Thank you again, and God bless you. Anointed Nachos Stuck in